Praise the Lord. May God bless you and welcome to The Word Restores. This broadcast is sponsored by Restoration to Eternity with Christ Ministries and supporters like you. Our aim is to share with you what the Word of God is telling us about how we should live as victorious Christians. Listen, there's kingdom work to be done, but how can we do it if we are unprepared? We invite you to join us over the next hour. It is our prayer that you will be richly blessed as we pray with you, as we praise with you, and discuss topics of interest with our special guests. Let's get into today's broadcast. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. This is Elder Jewel of The Word Restores, and we are here today to talk about something that a lot of us may may be a little confused about, or we may not even want to talk about. And, you know, I just want you to know that Jesus is coming back, and he's coming back soon. So knowing this, the question is, what, what should we be in the meantime? Have we examined ourselves to see whether we are really ready? Amen. And I'll tell you the topic in a minute. You see, we are called to remember every day of our lives, uh, the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, because had it not been for his sacrifice for us, we would be in much worse state than we are now. We would be in a mess, in a pit, as David calls it, or we would have been going straight to hell. So remember, we are pressing. There are some things in us, though, some habits, some thoughts that really do not measure up to what God is calling us to be, and we know it. And if we don't, I'm asking the Holy Spirit now to reveal to us the areas we need to examine. You see, the question is, how can we have a genuine relationship with God if we do not understand our sinful nature, that we are sinners saved by the grace of God? And this grace through the precious blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So if we are to be true to our calling as Christians, we must take the time to examine ourselves. Are we measuring up to what he's called us? What do we need to do to bring us back? Is there something, some habit, some personality trait, something, trait, excuse me, something where we say, uh, you know, that's just who I am, but we know it's wrong. Um, those things that would cause us to repent, show us, Lord. Our topic today is repentance. Looking at repentance as, of course, more than being just sorry. Amen. So here's what we want to do. We want to first lay out the, uh, the definition of repentance, lay it plainly, so that we will all be on one accord. Amen. So from the Blue Letter Bible, repentance um, the word metanoia means a change of mind as it appears to one who repents. A change of a purpose he has formed or of something he has done. To repent from the Strong's Concordance, we see to think differently, 
to think afterwards. So we thought one thing and we think afterwards. To reconsider, to feel compunction. And I want to break down that word compunction for us. From Merriam-Webster, we read that uh, compunction is an anxiety arising from the awareness of guilt. Um, it's a distress of the mind over some sort of anticipated action or a result. Um, so it's a twinge, a misgiving, it's something, you know. So to feel that compunction, we know that there's something that's not right and we need to, to get it right. Amen. So this is where we are going with our repentance today, and we're going to start to look at some scriptures that relate to this, this uh, repentance. Um, first, I would want us to uh, just, just sit back for a minute and let's be ministered in, in song by a song of repentance. Yes, yes, yes. So, and you notice in, in the song, um, we recognize that we have not been doing right. Amen. And we repent. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for, for being such a God, a God who will allow us the opportunity to repent for our sins, to repent for the things that we did, uh, for repent, to repent for our thoughts, um, for our habits. My goodness. Oh, I want to give you the number to call, 313-871-9656, to join this discussion on repentance is more than saying sorry, because I want to show you as we go along and as we saw the um the blue letter bible um uh, definition as well as the strong's definition it says it's a change of mind it's a mind thing amen it's a question of thinking differently we thought one way but now we have to think in a different way Amen. Oh, hallelujah. It's a repentance. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. Oh, praise the Lord. Now, I, I just want us to go through some scriptures from both the Old and the New Testament in terms of um, 
of repentance. Um, throughout the Old Testament, individuals or even a nation would put on sackcloth and roll in ashes as an outward sign of grief and repentance over some sin. So ashes may be foreign to us, except, um, of course, uh, we see them sometimes on Ash Wednesday. Um, But they were not foreign to the people of God. You see, throughout the Old Testament, God did this through his prophet, and he would call individuals or even that nation I talked about to put on the sackcloth, to roll in ashes so that they would show their repentance. Amen? Just think about this. Jeremiah warned Judah that God was bringing judgment on his people for forsaking his ways. This is Jeremiah 6 and 26. And we read, O daughter of my people, put on sackcloth and roll in ashes. Make mourning as for an only son. Most bitter lamentation, for suddenly the destroyer will come upon us. Jonah warned the nation of Nineveh to turn from their wicked ways. Amen. In Jonah chapter 3. And their king called a fast for the entire nation, including even the animals. And he himself fasted in sackcloth and ashes. Why? Turning from their wicked ways. And as the king thought about it, what did he do? He called for a fast. Amen. And I'm going to read from Jonah 3, um, verses 6 to 9. The word reached the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne. He removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he issued a proclamation and published through Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth. Man and beast now. Come on now. And let them call out mightily to God. Let everyone turn from his evil way that from the violence, uh, excuse me, and from the violence that is in his hands. Who knows? God may turn and relent and turn from his fierce anger so that we may not perish. They've been warned. Amen. They've been warned. And now the king, when he thought about it and he thought about what the nation was doing, starting from the head all the way down, he said, look, it's time for sackcloth and ashes, our sign of repentance. And I'll tell you, if I am not repentant, there's no way that you're going to get me to put on a sackcloth if I'm not repentant of my sins and roll myself in ashes. Amen. So it sounded as though it were, oh, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. It sounded as though it were an outward sign, but think of a mindset of someone who does not repent. That person will not even want to show to be part of that number of those who have shown that they are repenting. My goodness. So when you warn the nation, you know, and, and there are those who, who would not even, you know, you, I, I don't even want to hear you, you know. No, I haven't repented. I'm not repenting. 
There are those who, who feel that they don't need to. They don't need to. But my brothers and sisters, God is such a holy God. God is such an awesome God. And I know that in this day, you don't see us repenting in sackcloth and ashes. But I just want to say that he's such an awesome God and a holy God. Why would we not? Ooh, hallelujah. Do it. Amen. And think about it. The king went as far as saying, not just man in sackcloth and ashes, a beast. What did the beast do? What mind did the beast have that the beast also sinned? But the king said, everyone, including the animals, Lord Jesus, help us. So that was in Jonah chapter 3, and you can read the entire story I just read from um, verses 6 to 9. So we're talking about the repentance and this outward sign in the Old Testament. And we think also about Isaiah. Isaiah rebuked the Israelites for hypocritical fasting. They were acting as though, watch it now, they were acting as though they were fasting, but their heart was not in it and showed them what God required in a fast. And this included wearing sackcloth and ashes. And I'm going to read Isaiah 58, verses 5 to 6. And it reads, It's such the, it's such the fast that I choose, a day for a person to humble himself. Is it to bow down his head like a reed? and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bands of wickedness, the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. You see, there were some who were acting as though they were fasting in earnest, but God, but God, God, but God could see through it. And he not only saw through it, but he had to have Isaiah rebuke that nation for their hypocrisy and to remind them of what a true fast was. My Lord. Look again in Daniel, Daniel chapter 9. Daniel sought the Lord on behalf of the nation that he may end their 40-year captivity in Babylon. As he prayed to the Lord, what did he wear? He wore sackcloth and ashes, pleading with God to end his people's banishment. Why were they banished? Because of sin. Because of sin. So here we go again. Amen. Repentance. Repentance. We're talking about repentance. But we notice that in the Old Testament, that repentance was coupled with fasting in many accounts in the Word of God. So if I were to read now um, I, um, from Daniel, I'm just going to read one verse, Daniel chapter 9, verse 3. And it says, Then I turned my face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer and 
pleas for mercy and fasting with sackcloth and ashes. He was repenting because after 40 years, they were still in captivity. But the prophet Jeremiah had already prophesied that this captivity was going to be for 40 years. And Daniel, through the books, recognized the captivity is up. So what does he do? He goes to the Lord. Well, he goes to the Lord and he prays to the Lord. He repents. Oh, hallelujah. In sackcloth and ashes, repents for the nation. What an awesome intercessory prayer. Help us, Jesus. Oh, that we may repent for the nation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Job also. Now, we're just looking at the Old Testament for now. But Job also repented in dust and ashes. I suppose he couldn't afford sackcloth to his, his circumstances, but he repented in dust and ashes after the Lord rebuked him for speaking out a turn about his plight. And I'm going to read Job 42, verses 2 to 6. Job says, I know that thou canst do anything, everything, and that no thought can be withholden from you. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understand. I I was speaking out of turn, Lord. Things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. I didn't even know what I was talking about. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. Listen, Lord, I really want to talk to you. I will demand of you and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear. Lord, I heard about you. I Listen, I have heard. But now my eye sees you. And you understand what he means. I can see you. I, with my, oh, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, with my spiritual eyes. He says, wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. I realize how wonderful and how awesome you are. And here I was complaining about you, God. I was complaining. I was talking about you. I, I, I just didn't know what to do. And, and, you know, I was feeling so sorry for myself. But my mind has changed. Amen. Because remember, it's a mind thing, that repentance. I have turned away from all those things that I've been thinking about you, about what's happening in my circumstances, regretting the day that my mother bore me, things like this. Oh, I have to turn away. Oh, hallelujah. And he says, I hate myself for having said these things, for having thought this way. And I repent in dust and ashes. Help us, Lord. So that was a, 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 a section of a, a, just a little slice of the repentance from the Old Testament. And as we move on to the New Testament version of repentance, I, I, wa- I want us to think about it. Think about what we are doing. Think about how we are thinking. Think about the sin that is still in our lives. None of us is perfect. Absolutely none. Let me say it again. None of us is perfect. Absolutely none. Let us start thinking about it so that God can work in us. 
God can pull out of us the things that, the sinful things that we are still thinking about, that we are still doing, that we are still, you know, walking in. And, and you know, the, 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 the sins that don't, the, the things that don't line up with the word of God, the things that don't line up with the expectations of God, expectation of God. Lord Jesus, help us. So before we go to the New Testament, I first want to pray for, for repentance, and then we can minister in song. So we thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you the honor, the glory, and the praise, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. Such a holy God, such a mighty God, such an awesome God. And yet, Lord, even now we are coming to you, Lord, with a repentant heart. Lord, you know the things that we've been doing. You've seen them for quite a long time. And you've started to to actually highlight them in our lives, that we ourselves may recognize that these things are not of you. These are sins, our secret sins. Lord, and even our open sins. And yet, we continue to say, Oh, I love the Lord. Oh, I'm a Christian. We continue. And yet, Lord, we are not working the way we should. We are not walking in your way. First and foremost, we ask you, Lord, to forgive us our sins but more important than that Lord we turn away from it we repent of our sins Lord we repent of those things that cause us to to even draw away from you Lord Lord we recognize that Jesus went to the cross for each and every one of our sins and yet Lord sometimes we harbor the mess we ask you, Lord, for your forgiveness. But on our part, Lord, we repent. We turn back. We're turning around. We don't want to do it anymore. We need you, Lord, though. We need you to help us, Lord, as we go on this journey. That even the very thought of that sin, that you would help us, Lord, to be strong in you that we may turn away from it. Turn away in the name of Jesus. Help, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. The number to call is area code 313-871-9656. 313-871-9656. And we're talking about repentance. Thank you. 
clean heart, Lord. How many of us are asking, asking the Lord, give me a clean heart, Lord. Let's say it together, give me a clean heart, Lord. We know, we know what we've done. You know, sometimes we look so pretty. Amen. Oh yeah, we look really, really pretty. And yet on the inside, there is some stuff that's happening around us, just stuff. That's all I want to say happening around us. And you know what I want to do just before I get to the New Testament? I want to read some of Psalm 51 in the name of Jesus. And um, the number to call is area code 313-871-9656. Psalm 51, a a Psalm of David. Amen. Oh, and this was after Nathan the prophet had come to him after he had gone gone and um, had sexual relations and a relationship with Bathsheba, amen. They had the, the baby, and uh, the, Lord, um, the Lord told him, he gave him the judgment that the baby died, my Lord. But he said, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. I'm not going to put point the blame and put the finger, point the finger on someone else, especially if I know that I know that I know that I'm the one to blame. Amen. I have to stand up and I'm going to have to take it. I'm going to have to know that this is something that I have done. And because I have done it, Because I have done it, Lord, I need your help. It's not anyone else, Lord. 
as we say, it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, O Lord. And we have a caller on the line. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you, how are you? I am blessed, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. And we're talking about repentance. Repentance being more than just sorry. You know what I mean? Amen. 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 You know, when I heard that, what came to my mind was when you repent and you say you sorry, mm. and then you fall back into that sin. Mm how that keeps you from accepting that repentance and that forgiveness from God. Can you speak on something like that? You know how you can be repentant for something and you have this sin so great upon you that's so, you know, like sexual sin. Mm-hmm. And you continue to fall back into that lifestyle or whatever it is that you do. Mm-hmm. How that can keep you from continuing to repent for that sin and continue to work your way through it. Can you speak on, on something like that? I, I didn't quite get it. Um, how it will keep you from, from coming from coming to be saved by continuously feeling that you, well, I've repented, but I keep falling to the same sin again. I keep, but there's no sense, there's no hope for me. There's no sense mm. to continue to try to strive to walk you know, the Christian life because I keep falling into the same. Okay, okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that I, I, I want to just make sure that, that we point out we point out is that we're talking to Christians, okay, who, who are saved, and yet we're still walking on this Christian journey. And the reason why um, we have a topic like this is that Repentance, it's, it's a serious affair, and, and yes, we do find ourselves falling back. We do find ourselves sliding. Um, you know, I, I, I hear some people say, you know, it takes three weeks for an, a habit to break. Some people, I hear someone else say it takes so many times to break a habit. There were just so many ways that people talk about it. And because it is a striving, it is a pressing, amen? And, you know, and, and we hear um, that, that, you know, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But as we begin to learn the scriptures and as we begin to apply the scriptures, um, as, as I said at the very beginning, it's really a mind thing. Because even for sexual sin, you know, you can slide, you find yourself sliding back into it. Why? Because you, oh, hallelujah, because, oh, my God, because you want to. And it's that change from want to to I do not want to, that, that metanoia, that, that 180-degree turn, that is something that you know the enemy is trying to pull you back to say, hey, listen, you you really don't want to, I mean, that you, you enjoy yourself so much. Why should you, you know, why should you turn away? What are you going to do in the meantime? You've got all these forces that are around you and, and, and you know, they are coming at you. But understanding that as long as you are not doing something maliciously and as long as you find yourself stepping back, maybe just 
inching back just a little, and the next time you move back just a little more, and the next time you move back just a little more, learning from your mistakes. Then you find yourself in that state where that repentance is a solid repentance. So is it safe to say we would take that type of approach even if we would say even guttonly, eating too much, bad habits of eating? And we can look at a lot of areas where we need to repent from. Yes. And we, 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 we jump up on sexual sin because it's obvious to people that want to talk about that, but I'm saying there's something that's natural eating. Yeah, pleasure. And then I, I overeat and I overindulge. Mm-hmm. I over so the same steps would be taken to breaking that type of a, a, a sin also. Is that correct? It's it because it's a mind. It's the mind. You know, um I I, I love to do things that that are pleasurable to me. I mean, I, I don't think there's anyone who wants to do something that they really don't want to do. They don't really don't like to do. And so it's, it's in the mind to turn that around, yes. So it's not so much, you know, you raised sexual sin, so I use that as an example. But it can be anything because it's really what is it to you in your mind? And now how are you going to turn it around? so that you will be moving in the other direction. How is it that one person can see, you know, a, a, a whole cake and say to themselves, that is really too much for anyone to eat? And someone else can see that same cake and say, hey, you know, I could chow that down in no time at all. That's, that's my kind of thing. You see, so it's, it's really in the mind and it's really a change of mindset and that's where our repentance comes in and that's why it is more than just sorry i am sorry if i if i've just scoffed down a whole cake just because you know i see it and and it's it's like um eve you know adam and eve where it um the the apple was pleasing to the eye you see um, you know, you want to do it because it's pleasing. You want to touch it. You want to eat it. You want to do something. But we have to get to the point where um, it may be a gradual process, but let me be clear that there are times when it's not a gradual process. Okay. It's, you know, I've got to cut it, and that's it. Because okay. if I go too far, I'm losing it might co- even cost me my life. So it all depends on the circumstance. So we're just using these as an example. But the bottom line is a change of mindset to what that thing that is causing, oh, hallelujah, causing you to sin. I hope I answered your question, my sister. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. I just wanted to have those, those kind of questions in my mind because we wrestle with so many different things in our mind. Yes. In our minds, um, even in abuse, all those things. Yes. We don't have that remorseful voice to us until after we've done something. Yes, and yes. When the enemy can come in and attack mm-hmm. our minds and saying that we're not worthy to continue to repent. I mean, there's, there's a the repentance is a continuous thing. I, mean, mm-hmm. I can't say, oh, I repent from doing something now, I'll never do it again, and I'm not going to 
I, I do it again and I say, well, I just repented and I and it didn't change anything, so I'm still doing it. So, but it's a, a continuously the repenting and the renewing, as you say, the renewing of our mind. Yes, yeah, because guilt wants to slide in, you know, right. when when we slip back. But God, that's all I can say sometimes. But God. Mm-hmm. Oh, hallelujah. God bless you, my sister. Amen. And keep on listening. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless. Amen. And the number to call is area code 313-871-9656. 313-871-9656. So we looked at the Old Testament um, in terms of repentance, and we saw that, it, you know, there was a lot of sackcloth and ashes, etc. Now... If we start to look at the New Testament, we see um, repentance in 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 the the same the, the same mindset, but in a different light. Now, in the New Testament, Jesus did mention the practice of putting on sackcloth and ashes. He did that in Matthew eleven, verses twenty to twenty-two. Um, he, it, you know, I'm I'm just going to read it. Then he began to denounce the cities where most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. Amen. But but notice this. You notice how um, Jesus tied the repentance to the judgment day? Mm, something for us to watch out for. Amen. So the question is, because we keep talking about sackcloth and ashes, is it for us today? For us today, we are still called to repent for our sins. Amen. Now, you and I know that Jesus had gone, has gone to the cross. He has already gone to the cross. Amen. Yes, for the remission of our sins. He has already gone to the cross. So there's no question of, as, as the word says, crucifying him afresh. There's no question that, we, that that's our plan and that's our purpose. So what we are looking at is, as human beings, we, and when we actually sin, even though we are Christians and we do something, or we, even in our minds, amen, we have to understand what this repentance is about. So I'm going to talk about a couple of um, ways that we have seen it in the Word of God in the New Testament. So we still call to repent. Repentance, there was one in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. And Jesus talks, excuse me, the, the author of Hebrews talks about repentance from dead works. Amen. Hebrews 6 and 1. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. This is a call for them to go on to maturity. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith in God. 
instruction about baptism and the laying of hands, you know, all of the instructions, the resurrection of the dead, etc. What is the author saying? We should know this by now. This is a foundation. These are some of the foundations for the doctrine, a Christian doctrine, the doctrine of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's a call for our maturity to go to move on from the foundation of repentance from the dead works, pulling out the dead stuff that we know. The more we get into the word of God, the more we get closer and closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the more we begin to understand who he is and and how he, he and I'm going to use this word, how he operates in the kingdom. Amen. What, the more we do that, we're going to find ourselves wanting to be in tune with him, in tune with the kingdom principles. And so when we're looking at this elementary teachings, basic teachings that you and I should know, one of, it, one of our teachings is what? Repentance. Amen. From the stuff that we are doing and that we have been doing that serve no purpose. Their sins, as a matter of fact. So this is where, in, in the New Testament, we are talking about repentance from stuff that's dead. Dead works. Amen? Here's another scripture. In Mark chapter 1 and verse 4, we note repentance for the forgiveness of sins. This is in respect to the mission of John the Baptist. And we hear that he's a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, verse 4, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. That's how we started, amen? And people went all out from uh, from all of uh, Jerusalem and in Judea, confessing their sins, and they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. Now you know that we have taken it even a step further, because our baptism now is not just the the, the baptism for the repentance of sins. Amen. This is our baptism, which is an immersion is a baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. As we, as, as, as we confess our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, how awesome is that? The Holy Spirit who will be in us and who will be with us, leading us and guiding us, hallelujah, into all truth. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And watch out. It was the same in Luke 3 and 3, because when they talked about um, John the Baptist, um, he, he went into all the region around Jordan, that's verse 3, proclaiming what the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's about John the Baptist. And I want to read one more scripture, and then we can minister in song for a quick minute. Um, repentance, Second Corinthians chapter 7, verses 8 to 10. And I'm going to read from the New Revised Standard Version. Speaking of godly sorrow, which is his repentance. This is the Apostle Paul. He's talking to the Corinthians. And in, in his earlier letter, I guess they, not I guess, 
um, there, there, was, uh, there was repentance because the Corinthians were doing things. Oh, hallelujah, my Lord. You know, that just, just sinful stuff. They were getting into stuff. So when Paul wrote the letter, he recognized that, oh, my God, they really repented. They, they were sorry. So he said, for even if I made you sorry with my letter, I don't regret it. And thank God, if you made somebody sorry with what you said about what they were doing, amen, if they, it, 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 made, it got them to the point of repentance, we say thank God for that, amen. He says, I don't regret it. Though I did regret it, he regretted at that time because he recognized that he had grieved them with the letter that he wrote. But he says, I regret it only just for a short while, just briefly. He says, now I rejoice because you were grieved. Excuse me, not because you were grieved, but because your grief led to repentance. Isn't that awesome? For you felt a godly grief so that you were not harmed in any way by us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation and brings no regret. But worldly grief produces death. This is something to, to chew on, oh my goodness, for a while. Something for us to understand that you know, there are things that happen around us, and um, the authority, the person who is in the spiritual authority can come to you and let you know that this is not right. Amen? And, and you know, you, you, might, you might feel sorry about it, but when you think about it, because remember, repentance is a what? A mind thing. So when you begin to think about it and you realize that your actions or your thoughts or whatever it was are not lining up, they are not aligning with the word of God, then even though you were grieved initially, it led to your repentance and not just your repentance, oh hallelujah, to your salvation. You're being saved, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, and thank you. Hallelujah. And we're going to minister in song for another minute. And then we will come back and in the last 10 or 12 minutes of the broadcast, we will wrap this up about repentance. Amen. Here at your feet down my wanderings all my mistakes down and I am free here at your feet I lay this day down not in my strength but in yours I found
Jesus, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, what an awesome God we serve. I just want to have a few uh, closing thoughts as we start to end this broadcast. And I don't know why my throat is now beginning to tickle, but God is good. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. We move forward in the name of Jesus. The one thing we want to remember, repentance, it's not in the act. <coughs> Excuse me. Repentance is in the mind. Remember that. It's a mind thing. And repentance is not just saying sorry. We just read about sorrow. Godly sorrow leads to repentance. So I'm sorry about it. That's my emotion. That's my feeling. Someone has challenged me about something that I'm doing. And yes, I'm beginning to understand that it is, it is not godly. It is sin. But that does not mean that I have repented. But... As I go along, I, that sorrow, that thing that's coming into my emotions, into my heart, gets into my mind so that my heart and my mind are now trying to align themselves with what the Spirit is saying to me, which is, this is not right. Amen? You need to turn away. Oh, praise the Lord. God bless you, Sister Jean. We, you need to turn away from your practices. You need to turn away from the way your mind is thinking. Amen? So when we look at it, we have to always remember it's not in the act, it's in the mind. And I want to read um, a definition of repentance from Charles Spurgeon, a well-respected English preacher. And he wrote, Repentance is a discovery of the evil of sin. One, so we discovered it. Two, a mourning that we have committed it. Lord Jesus. A resolution to forsake it. So let's go back. 
what Charles Spurgeon is showing us is that there is a three-part uh, three aspect to this repentance. First, you have to know that there is some sin that you need to repent of. Something, it may, it may not be a physical act, it may be a thought, but the thought in the mind, you know, out of the heart, it will, it, it will manifest itself in an action at some point in time. Amen? So it is that discovery of the evil of sin. It is a mourning. That's the sorrow that we were talking about, that godly sorrow. It is a sorrow, a mourning that we have committed it because I've got to be sorry that I've been in this lifestyle. I've been doing the things that I've been doing. Lord Jesus, I am so sorry about it. But, you know, as, as I was speaking with uh, Sister Brenda earlier on the phone, she, you know, we were talking about going about doing it again and again and again. Amen. But it is also the third part of it is the resolution. I am resolved that I am going to turn away from it. Amen. Because we talked about this metanoia, the change, the change, 180 degree turn. If I were doing it this way, now I'm turning and I'm moving in a different direction. He says, it is, in fact, a change of mind of a very deep and practical character, which makes the man, watch this, love what once he hated and hate what once he loved. Now, if that's not a 180-degree turn, I have no idea what is. Oh, help us, Jesus. Because if we read Second Peter Three and nine, we see that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. But he is long suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all, every single one of us, should come to repentance. Lord Jesus, he is such a patient God, and we have a caller on the line. Praise the Lord. God bless praise you. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Elder. I accept that blessing. Oh, praise the Lord, my sister. God bless you. So we're talking about repentance. And we were talking about it as a, a change, but not just a, a, a change of an act. It's a change in, uh, in your mindset. Yes. Amen. Yeah, it's my, my prayer that, that, we, that we always have a renewal of our mind. Amen. We have to renew our minds. Amen. Yes, I might be always. repeating what you say only because I'm also on Facebook and they can't hear. But go ahead. Oh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just I'm just thankful that um, I do recognize my imperfections. So I'm always praying to God. Amen. A recognition of our imperfection. Mm-hmm. Guide me to 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 help me um, uh, be mindful of, of of His path that He wants me to walk. Amen. For, for my life journey. Amen. Be mindful of that. Yes, and and you know, um, yes, we do have to be mindful of his path. And if we keep that in mind, we're going to find ourselves walking in not just in his path, but away from the things that we think. Listen, remember, we're talking about a mind thing, right? That right. we think we should be doing. Things that yes. are so sinful that we never even recognize the sin in it. And here yes. we are 
focusing on him. And, you know, I, I prayed earlier for repentance, but I, I, I do feel led right now to pray in the name, oh, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you. Thank you again for your goodness, mercy, and grace, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for opening up our hearts that we may understand, Lord, about not just being sorry, but being repentant, that we would get closer and closer in our relationship, hallelujah, with you, Lord, that we may be drawn closer to you as we walk this Christian journey, Lord. And Lord, we're asking you to touch my sister even now, Lord. Touch not just her, but those who are are focusing on on hearing you, Lord, and and getting closer to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord. Help us to strip away those things that are not convenient. Help us to strip away those things that that are just plain sinful, Lord. Lord, we need you. We need you even now, Lord. And we're asking you now in Jesus' name, help us, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. God bless you, my sister. Amen. And in the last two or three minutes we have in the broadcast, we want you to remember that Jesus is coming back, okay? He's coming back, and he's coming back soon. God bless you, my brother Edward. He's coming back soon. So the question is, have we examined ourselves to see whether we are really ready? Because today is a good time to start reflecting, reflecting on some of the things that we've been doing, reflecting on not just the things that we are doing, but the things that we are contemplating on this Christian journey. Is it in alignment with the Word of God? And once we find out that it is not in alignment, how are we going to work through this? Are we just going to say, Oh, Lord, I'm sorry, and then just go back and do it again and again? Or are we going to resolve in our minds to turn away from those, number one, from the temptations turn away from them, and turn away from the sinful acts. Amen? And as Charles Spurgeon has said, you know, turn away so that we would love the thing that we once hated and hate the thing that we once loved. So we're asking you, Lord, even now, and we're thanking each and every one of you who listens to this broadcast and understand and thank the Lord for your long suffering to us because you are not willing that any of us should perish, but that we all should come to repentance. So we thank you, Lord. We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. And Lord Jesus, help us on this journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I suspect I have uh, 10 seconds. God bless you. This is Elder Jewel signing off. May God bless you and may the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen. We sincerely thank our supporters for sponsoring this broadcast and pray that you too will be moved to become a sponsor. Let us reach out to continue to spread the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the airwaves. To contact us, simply log on to our website, thewordrestores.org. 
or through Facebook, Anne-Marie Jewel. Or call, send us a text to area code 313-466-0349. I'm your host, Elder Anne-Marie Jewel, a fellow servant in Christ. Until next time, may God bless and keep you. And may the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen.